It's good to see you tonight. This is a great song to start us off to remind us of God's grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion me as long as life endures. My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing shall soon dissolve like snow the sun forbear to shine but God who called me here below will be forever mine will be for God's grace I'm so thankful that you know just as we sang about that he has set us free and he has ransomed us and um, 
He paid the price with his own blood. We have been set free. We could have never paid it on our own. It's not our work. It's, it's his work as we looked at Sunday. And I'm grateful for his grace. I'm grateful that we've been redeemed and we've been ransomed. And the day's going to come when we'll leave this world and we'll be forever his and he'll be forever ours. We'll be in a perfect place. And you know, John 14, we're going to be looking at in Sunday school on, on Sunday is uh, going to remind us that he is preparing a place for us. In my father's house are many mansions and we're going to go be with him one day. That's our home. This world's not our home. And that's comforting and that's encouraging. And the only way that we can have that comfort is through God's amazing grace. So I just want to give the Lord praise for that tonight to get us started reminding us of his awesome grace uh, that, that we experience uh, through faith in Jesus. And, and uh, that, that right there, here we are just, just five minutes into prayer meeting. And uh, there's some gold nuggets right there for us that ought to put a smile in our face and, um, and put joy in our hearts. And I'm grateful for that. And I hope that, um, that you're uh, familiar with that grace. And um, anybody else have a word of praise tonight? I love beginning prayer meeting off with praise. It just reminds us how great God is and who it is that we're praying to and that we're trusting in. Uh, God is so good. Anybody want to share a word of praise tonight? Amen. Amen. And when he shows us, we've got to be willing to do it. And that, that's faith, but it's also worship. That's why we do what we do, because God's worthy. We worship him. And I'm glad you're here tonight, too. I know it's been a journey, but I'm grateful that you're back with us, and that's the answer to prayer. And so to God be the glory for answering prayer. Even in a wheelchair, that's right. Praise the Lord. Anybody else a word of praise tonight? Come on now, we just had two inches of rain or so last night. <laughs> God opened the windows of heaven. Amen. Oh, we need, we need it. I, you know, those that only come to church once a, a week, I, I don't see how that is sufficient. I really don't, especially midweek like this, like you're talking about. Get beat up by the world and discouraged and, and then to come in here like this and to give God praise and, and to talk about His grace and, and um, how wonderful He is and how He answers prayer, just to be reminded how good God is. And, and I praise the Lord. I'm grateful that you're here as well. And we enjoyed them sausage and gravy biscuits that David made for us this morning. They sure were good. Anybody else tonight, word of praise on your heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. I, I remember the, the Wednesday night meals and, and every Wednesday, boy, we were having, I'm talking about ham and, and macaroni and cheese and green beans and, and just good stuff. And uh, the shepherd's pie, I remember that. And uh, just some good stuff that we, you know, that we enjoyed on, when we had our Wednesday night meals. But uh, praise the Lord. And um, what a blessing. Greatest treasure that, that a husband has is his wife by his side. And that's the truth. Uh, outside of his salvation, of course, but the greatest treasure. Not his golf clubs, not his bass boat, uh, not any trophies or, or deer heads on the wall. The greatest, greatest treasure is the woman by his side. Praise God. That's true. 
the Lord for that good recovery and answer to prayer. And uh, so thankful for that. Thank you for sharing that, keeping us updated as well. And I'm glad you're here. I know you've missed a few weeks as well. And, and uh, they're just certain folks, if they're not here, you know, they're not laying out. They, w- they would be here, and that's a blessing. And uh, I'm grateful for that. But uh, so good to see you tonight. Those of you that are joining us online, I'm grateful that, uh, that you are uh, joining with us tonight. And uh, if you have any uh, prayer requests or uh, if you have any, um, uh, anything that you'd like to share, I've got the, uh, the live stream pulled up, and I see David is watching Donna. David's, David's watching with us. And yeah, 4.30 comes early, doesn't it? Yep, and, uh, and I see Kelly Fowler is, is watching. We had a prayer request for Kelly, and she had a job interview, and praise the Lord, she got the job. And, and um, so um, God answers prayer, and, and God sure is good. And so that's a good reminder for us tonight. Man, we started off singing about His grace and how we've been set free. Chains are gone, and we've been ransomed, we've been redeemed. And, and, um, and then being reminded of how God answers prayer, and it's just a, uh, such a real blessing tonight. And I want to share, uh, before we uh, look at some prayer requests, I want to share tonight from uh, uh, Revelation chapter 2. And um, I want us to consider this question, what does it mean to backslide? You know, maybe we've heard that, that phrase, backslide, before. And we're going to look at that tonight, and we're going to do that um, by looking at uh, uh, the uh, church at, at Ephesus. Of course, we know that, that Revelation was written to uh, the, the, the churches of Revelation and, and so the pattern was uh, the Lord Jesus would address the, the church and, um, and would, um, would share their works and would share what he had you know, against them and, and, and that just, you know, it's a sobering thought to know that what we do uh, the Lord is his work, it's his church and we're going to be held accountable for that and, and so uh, as we think about how the Lord would address the various churches in Revelation what would God say about our church? You know, what would God say, I have this against you? What, what would he say? Um, and, and I pray as we ponder that, that we each would examine our hearts and lives, uh, lest we backslide, unless we uh, get out of fellowship with the Lord and not as close to God in our walk as we ought to be. So let's consider this tonight. Um, let's look, let's just go up to verse 1 here. Uh, to the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things, says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand. Now, who's holding the seven stars in his right hand? Who do, who do you think that is? Jesus, that's right. He has all authority, so he's holding the seven stars. Uh, there, there are those that some commentators say that that represents the, you know, the leaders, the pastor of the church. And, and of course, um, Jesus holding those stars shows that he has authority over those stars. And and um, also, um, you know, the, the, the golden lampstands, and uh, we, we see that. Um, he's holding those stars in his hands who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. You know, notice they're golden lampstands. And, and so as, as we think about that, the individual churches, we're, we're called to be light. And, of course, Jesus said, let our light so shine before men that they would see our good works. Not glorify ourselves, but glorify God. And so these, these golden lampstands. Um, and so Jesus has authority. And so then uh, in verse 2, I know your works, and he does know our works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, 
and have found them liars. So there's some good things about the church at Ephesus. Um, they, Jesus says, I know your works, I know your patience. Uh, you bear those things that are evil and, and that you test those that claim to be apostles, but they're not. You know, you hold them accountable and you test them. And we ought to do that. We shouldn't just take somebody at face value. Even what I say tonight needs to line up with the Word of God. And, and, and whether that's uh, friend, family, pastor, deacon, Sunday school teacher, everything that we do, you know, we should, we should line up with God's Word. And, it, and if, if we don't, then it doesn't matter if it's family, friend, or how close they are. Uh, just like the church at Ephesus here, we need, we need to test them. And uh, we need to hold them accountable according to uh, the Word. And you have, uh, verse 3, you've persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Man, wouldn't that be great if God would say that about Liberty First Baptist Church? That we persevere. You know, when, the, when it gets tough, we don't throw in the towel. We don't go missing in action. Uh, we, you know, we're not so quick to uh, get our feelings hurt and take our Bible and go home or hop over to another church or, or whatever. We just, we persevere. In other words, we, we stay faithful, and uh, we, there's patience, again, that's mentioned. Labored in my name's sake, and have not become weary. And we know that the you know, Bible also tells us not to become weary in well-doing. You know, for in due season, we, we will reap a reward. It's going to be worth it one day. Everything that we do for the Lord, it, it, we, we have reason to persevere. We have reason to keep uh, pressing on and, and not to become weary, but just stay faithful and steadfast to the Lord. Just persevere. We have reason to do that. And our reward's not in this world, but it's coming one day in glory. And it could be that maybe we don't persevere, and as a result, we backslide on God. You know, we can maybe think of a time that we were closer to God, and we took the things of God more seriously than we do right now. And if that's the case, it's likely that we have backslidden on the Lord. So, uh, so look at this here in verse 4. Here comes, here comes the other side, all this good stuff. Uh, but now verse 4, Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. So all the good things that's happening, all the, the, the great things. I mean, the church at Ephesus, you know, Jesus didn't say to them that you're neither, Luke, or you're neither hot nor cold, you're lukewarm, and I could spew you out of my mouth. I wish you were one or the other. No, there's a lot of good things happening, a lot of, a lot of great qualities that we see. And, and this is the Lord Jesus saying this about Ephesus. This isn't hearsay. Jesus is not saying, well, so-and-so told me this or so-and-so report. No, he knows. He knows the works. And, and, um, and yet, they had, they had backslidden. They had uh, lost their, their first love. So with that in mind, I want us to think tonight about what is a backslider. A backslider is not an unsaved person. And why is that? Why is it that we can, you know, uh, affirm tonight that, that a backslider is not someone that's, that's unsaved? Just think about that. Why, why is that? Well, that's, that's right, yeah. Right. That's, I mean, you... Um, you know, when Christians, when we use the term backslider, uh, we're not talking about the lost. We're talking about the saved. You must go somewhere in order to slide back, right? <laughs> and that is, you must have known the Lord before you can backslide away from Him. 
So we're talking about someone that's saved, just like the, those at the church at Ephesus. They had lost their first love. Uh, we, we know the Lord. We have to know Him. We have to come to faith in Him. And, and, uh, and when that happens, if, if, if we stray away, then we're backsliding on Him. But a lost person has never come to the Lord. So they can't, they can't backslide. It's like revival. You know, uh, a lost person can't really be revived because they've never been vived, right? They've never been made alive. You, you know, we, we looked at this uh, Sunday morning, Ephesians uh, chapter 2, that we, uh, in our lost condition, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. So when, when I was lost and dead in my sins, spiritually dead, uh, there's no way that I could be revived. I needed to be awakened, the great awakening. You know, that's when, uh, when someone gets saved, they, they become alive. And, and when they trust Christ, they, you know, they, they know the Lord. But how is their walk since then? And it might be that maybe, maybe we're not as close as we once were. We've strayed from God. And that's what we're talking about here. Uh, you have to know the Lord before you can backslide away from Him. A lost person is just lost. The backslider is a saved person who's out of fellowship with God. Now, it's not that you've lost your salvation. We're just out of fellowship with God. And, you know, in, in principle, we kind of see that today in our earthly relationships. I mean, my wife and I, you know, um, we might have an argument, and, and maybe a heated argument, and, and maybe I don't see it her way. And, and usually, if that's the case, the best thing I can do is come around and see it her way, right? Because usually she's right. And, um, you know, not always, but that, that always seems to be the case. Um, or most of the time, that seems to be the case. But, you know, if I, if I hurt her, and I disappoint her, whether intentionally or unintentionally, it's going to affect our relationship, you know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't need to, um, you know, maybe we have an argument or maybe I, maybe, you know, maybe I disappointed her or, or, or didn't do what I said I was going to do or something and, and she was counting on it or, or what, maybe it was something that really meant a lot to her and I just totally forgot it. Sometimes that's intentional. Sometimes it's unintentional. We just forget. Um, but I don't need to just go up to her and give her a nice hug and kiss and just act like everything's good. What happens, you know? Well, the, what I've got to do is I've got to go back to, to where I disappointed her. And, I gotta, and I've got to just say, you know what? I, I was wrong. And, and, I'm, and I'm sorry. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I admit that and I ask you to forgive. Well, that's the same thing with the Lord. You know, the Lord is, is, is not some, you know, force that's out there uh, that can't be known. No, I mean, we think about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uh, is a person that can be uh, disappointed. We can quench the Holy... We can break the heart of God. And so that's what happens when we stray from God. We get out of fellowship. If I sin, disobey God, it's not that I lost my salvation, but it definitely affects my walk with Him, my fellowship with Him. And so the best thing I can do is, you know, 1 John 1, 9 was written to believers. Obviously, believers are going to fail. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to sin, disobey God. And what we've got to do is we've got to confess our sin. That's what 1 John 1, 9 tells us. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that good news tonight? I mean, if we're not close to God as we once were, and we're not where we need to be, we're not in a close fellowship with God, then it's not God's fault. God's not the one that, you know, that strayed. We are. And so we've got to come back. And we've got to ask forgiveness and agree with God and confess and repent. Turn from it. Say, Lord, God, I, I have sinned and I've messed up. I've disobeyed you, uh, participated in something I shouldn't or whatever. I broke your heart. I quenched the spirit. God, forgive me. God, have mercy. 
And then, praise God, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the good news. If there was ever a time when you love the Lord Jesus more than you love him at this moment, if there was ever a time when he meant more to you, when prayer was sweeter to you, when worship was more real to you, when your service was more effective for the Lord Jesus Christ. If there was ever a time like that, when it was more than it is right now, then it might be that we're out of fellowship or we're back, we've backslidden on the Lord. And, and so, you know, think about that. Um, there, there are times when, uh, you know, I, as a pastor, I've, I've seen this, and I, I know maybe you've witnessed it as, as well, but uh, in, in my uh, time as, as, as pastor and then also assistant pastor and youth minister prior to that, I, you find out that people do what they want to do, right? There's some things that they will not miss. <laughs> They're not going to oversleep on. They will be there. It might be, it might be a hunting trip. Man, they're up, they're up an hour early, you know, ready to go. The night before, they were, you know, cleaning out the gun and getting all the, the stuff together, you know. But then it's like revival, uh, you know, I'm coming home late a little bit, and I, I have to rush to get there, and I, you know. And maybe there was a time, though, when, man, you wouldn't miss it. You had to be there. Sunday school, man, I was in Sunday school, and, and I wouldn't miss it, wanted to be there, but all of a sudden it's just, you know, I'm just not interested, kind of indifferent to it. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it, it, is, was there a time when it all meant more than it does now? And so look with me back at verse, uh, at verse 4. Um, nevertheless I have this against you that you left your first love now here it is what do we do when that's us when we have lost our first love God ought to be number one and my fear today is that in a lot of churches God ain't number one what's sacred to people are things of the world you know and I'm not saying those things aren't important but man they shouldn't be number one God ought to be number one but if that's the case if we've backslidden on God Verse 5 says, Remember therefore from where you have fallen, here it is, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you, notice this, remove your lampstand from its place, unless, here it is again, repent. Twice in that passage uh, we see the word repent. We've got to turn from where we are. Man, I've gotten to a place, I don't love the Lord like I used to, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not as close to God as I used to, the things of God are not as important to me as they used to used to be. And so I know that I'm, that I'm not where I need to be. So what do I need to do? I need to remember, like I was talking about with my wife, I need to go back to where I disappointed her, or let her down, or whatever it was. Go back to that point when I, when I strayed from God, and then I need to repent, and I need to ask forgiveness. And if I don't, what does verse, verse 5 say might happen? He'll come and he'll quickly remove our lampstand from its place. Here it is, unless you repent. So the church is to be the light. We're to represent God. We're to be the light, the golden lampstand. What a privilege in a dark world that we have the light. Jesus is the light of the world, and we reflect that light. And so what an honor is the church that we have a, a lampstand to shine. And God says, if you are distant from me and you're not close and walk with me and fellowship with me if you don't repent I'm going to come take that lampstand away lose our privilege and right you know to be the light what a serious thing so in closing 
what might be some evidence that you're backsliding in your fellowship with Christ? What might be some evidence? Are there some things there maybe that's more sacred than God or the things of God? What are some ways to guard against this each day? You know, maybe some feedback. What are some ways that we can guard against this, getting distant from God, allowing other things, you know, to be, to be more sacred to us than, than the Lord? What, what are some ways that we can guard against that? Prayer life, a, a consistent prayer life, absolutely. Uh, yes? Amen. Don't neglect the Word of God, studying and reading His Word. You remember Psalm 1, you know, says that the one that's blessed, the one that has, you know, that has like a tree that's planted by the rivers, is the one that meditates on the Word. But not just a few times a week, you know, but daily. And not just daily, but in the morning and in the evening. You know, it ought to be, you know, it ought, it, we, ought, we ought to be our thoughts ought to be God's word. Think about how different our walk w- would be with the Lord if, if we if if we would allow our thoughts more to be His word. You know, uh, what a difference that could make. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word, and and that's how we increase our faith is by the word. If we close our Bible and we don't think on the word, and and aren't consistent in the word, then our faith is going to get weak. And when that happens. You know, our faith will be anemic, and usually if our faith is in our spiritual life is lacking, then usually the flesh is going to take over. We have to be intentional to grow spiritually. And if we aren't intentional to grow spiritually, to pray and to read the Word, we just naturally, because of our sin nature, we just navigate away from God. It wasn't that we, you know, we got up one day and said, you know, I'm going to get slack in my prayer life and get slack in, in reading the Word, and, and, and I hope I get far from God. And then all of a sudden, we just we say, you know, I, I want to be here. I want to be so far from God. No, no Christian would, would say that. But man, it's a subtle, it's a slow fade, and it can happen. So, the, so prayer, the Word, is there anything else that we could guard against from allowing ourselves to be backslidden, to get distant from the Lord? Mm-hmm. Faithfulness with the local church, with the body of believers. You know, why did why did Jesus establish the church for this very reason? You know we're we're believers we're uniting together. We have like faith. We pray together. We fellowship together. We grow together. We read the Word together. We worship together. You know, and, and we need each other. That's that's fellowship, and and that certainly will guard you know against against that. Um, so spend some time in prayer. I pray the rest of this week, asking God to reveal where we might have backslidden and then to renew our fellowship with Him. And, and He'll do that. You know, nobody can answer the question but you. Are you as close to God right now as you should be? Man, that's a, you know, that's a sobering question. Because none of us have arrived. We never should be complacent. But, but are we as close to God right now as we ought to be. Or can we think of a time when we were closer to the Lord? And in these last days, man, we saw uh, such a tragedy in Texas yesterday. Just a sign of the times, the evil days that we live in, increasingly evil days. Now's not the time to get far from God. Now's not the time to backslide. 
Jesus says, I know your works. And what does he know against, what, what, does it, what would he say, I have this against you? And whatever it is, man, let's, let's get right with God. And let's trust the Lord. And let's grow and, and walk in close fellowship with him. And a good old time of confession will help that too. You know, Lord, what is it in my heart? You know, like David, you know, uh, search me, O God. You know, try me, examine my heart. See if there be any wicked way within me. And, and confess and let's, let's get closer to God and, and let's walk with Him each and every day. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for this time together and as we have looked tonight at, at being backslidden, I pray that each one of us, Lord, as You speak and as You uh, work in our hearts and lives, Lord, if we're not in fellowship, in close fellowship with You, I pray that we'd go back to the times, Lord, that, that when we drop the ball, times that we disobey. And Lord, that we would respond asking forgiveness and repent and turn. And that we'd go back to the first works, go back to what we ought to be doing. Lord, I pray we'd not put anything ahead of you. May you be sacred. May you be the priority in our hearts and lives. Help us, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your grace and for your faithfulness. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. All right, let's look tonight at our, uh, our prayer list. Um, once again, we... Um, we have the live, the live stream up, so those of you that are online, feel free. If you have any, uh, any prayer requests, um, please share that with us. We'll, I'll share that with the group. And um, had a wonderful time this morning with our men. Um, met at 4.30 and, and had a great prayer time and, and devotion time and uh, just, just sharing together. And, and uh, David not only brought some gravy biscuits, but he brought some cantaloupe. Man, I tell you, that's a golden combination right there. Cantaloupe and gravy biscuits. We just had a great time. Uh, enjoyed that. What a great way to start the day. Um, but um, I wonder tonight, what are some prayer requests that, that you might have? And uh, we're continuing to pray for, um, for uh, Bob and Kathy Collins. I understand uh, things are uh, a lot smoother now, and, and we've been praying. We thank the Lord for that answer prayer. Um, also... Uh, Continue to pray for uh, for my uh, my dad. He's going to be having uh, knee replacement surgery coming up, and not sure if we got a date yet. But I know they're making preparations and and everything for that. So, what is it? June seventh. Okay, so that's coming up uh, real quickly, and, and so let's remember uh, dad and continue to pray for Susan Bolden as well. And uh, and, and dad did say June seventh. He says he's in a lot of pain as well, so let's let's pray for Dad. He's shared that with us on the on the live stream. Continue to pray for Todd Aiken as well, and um, let's uh, let's continue to pray for uh, for Barry Chapel as he's recovering from his heart surgery. Uh, just been in touch with him, and and also Vicky and and uh, Lord willing, they'll be back at church soon. I know he's 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 ready to get out of the house, and, and uh, Vicky might be ready for him to get out of the house too, but. Uh, anyway, we uh, continue to pray for uh, for Barry, and and, um, and so uh, also Bonnie Moody. This is Jonelle Winchester's friend uh, dealing with cancer and um, just had a tough time. And I know Jonelle's been praying for her and encouraging her. And so uh, she's asked our church family to also pray for Bonnie. And and then uh, I, I went today and got to see Jane Pratt, um, and she had a great day, and we had a great conversation, and and. Um, and so I'm sitting there in her room, and she's, she took out her Bible, and she's reading the Bible to me. 
And I thought, dear Lord, this is a blessing right here to have, have Jane, you know, wanting to share with me God's Word. And, and as she was reading it, she was underlining as she was going. And I just, I enjoyed that. And just a great day. So uh, uh, she loves the church. And she's probably, she's been watching and she might be watching tonight or she'll watch this later. We love you, Jane. And I enjoyed visiting with you today. Uh, Lord willing, I'm going to go see E.J. Washington and, uh, and then Gene uh, uh, Watson as well uh, tomorrow. But continue to remember them. And then, of course, our shut-ins, uh, Miss Sue Bolding, and continue to pray for her. Also, uh, Mary Carty and Frank Cole. Let's remember uh, them as we pray. Uh, Sheila Galbraith and Ruth Traber, we want to lift them up. And uh, Miss Patsy Morris, been having a tough time. want to continue to pray for her. And, and then Jesse Smith and... And then Mac and Carolyn McAllister, we want to uh, pray for them also tonight. And, uh, and then uh, I wonder, also our graduates, um, they'll be graduating on Saturday. So high school graduations, exciting time. And uh, we just pray that God would give them wisdom. They would look to the Lord and, and include God in their life as they make plans, uh, as they start this new chapter of their life. So... Um, um, we had a great day Sunday, and I praise the Lord for everybody that had a, a part in uh, setting up. I know Brian was was one of the first ones here, and, and moving sound equipment, and and uh, I know I know the hostess committee, Dina, and, and uh, so many you know were were preparing even before Sunday, and and uh, those that grilled, and and just a great day, and and I had no idea about the birthday uh, celebration, but it really was special, and and was just looking over the cards and everything i appreciate it and once again i just say thank you uh, church family but what a great day sunday the baccalaureate service uh, was was a great service and uh, evangelist steve hale uh, just did a great job and and shared a great word to our uh, graduates and uh, this was the first time we had 10 graduates and i was you know i was i was hoping for a lot more but this first time in three years matter of fact matthew's class was the last class before this one to have baccalaureate and he's he's fixing or he is a senior in college now it's not you are right you are senior okay just making sure uh, but uh but so maybe now this will get kind of back into uh, uh the process the of, of graduation but um i love i love mr thorsland and, and he told me uh sunday night he said you know I, as principal and, and back in those days you know he, he could do this and can't do it today but he told graduates he would say if you don't come to baccalaureate don't bother to come to graduation and uh so I mean, it was it was kind of required, and uh, but it, it was great. And, and I I was at the high school today. They had their end of year celebration, and uh, we we have some teachers that are retiring. Sandy Kirby, some of y'all know Sandy. She's retiring after 33 years, and and um, and then uh, one of Matthew's favorites um, is uh, is retiring as well. Uh, Joy, um, what's her last name? Skelton. I I just could not think of her. Uh, Matthew loved her, and she's um, one of his favorite teachers. But she's retiring, and they just had a great time. And then you had, you know, you had uh, Josh Oxendine, who is moving to Easley, the new principal at Easley. So he kind of shared from his heart, and um, and then um, John Johnny Garrett came up and shared from his heart, and it was just such a touching time, and and um, and I enjoyed being there. And then they uh, they had uh, the. Um, it was going to be the faculty staff softball game, but it turned into a wiffle ball game in the gym, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, and and uh, Johnny Garrett's team beat beat uh, Josh Oxendine's team. So 
Uh, Johnny wouldn't have it any other way. And he's always said, we're going to beat easily. Our graduation rate is going to be better than easily. And that's kind of a thing they go back and forth. But I, I appreciate those men. I appreciate all the faculty and staff and administrators, teachers at the high school. And, um, and so I enjoyed being there uh, with them today. Um, but uh, I wonder tonight, are there any other uh, prayer requests tonight? Any updates or... Howard and he's on our prayer list if you'll just update that he's going to be taken to hospice so we'll pray for Ron and for the family anybody else um, just want to share with you that uh, next Wednesday believe it or not it's going to be June 1st <laughs> and so on June 1st is the day that we've designated as our mission week care packaging night we've got over 600 care packages that Doug is, is, is needing to put together for Mission Week. That'll be uh, June 13th through the 17th. And uh, so we want to prepare for that. And, and so we'll, we'll uh, those on live stream, we will not have a prayer meeting uh, online uh, next Wednesday. Uh, we'll be in the fellowship hall helping our, our children, our youth will be joining us and uh, putting together those care packages and hopefully we'll knock a lot of them out and help, you know, help prepare for that. So Mission Week starts, has already begun, uh, Doug's been really busy and a lot of preparation, but uh, many of you that are here will be able to help and play a part. Uh, you might be behind the scenes, but that care package is going to be given to some uh, senior adult at a, at a nursing home from one of our kids or students, and it's going to mean so much, and God can use that as we share his love. So I just want to remind you about that, our care packaging night next Wednesday night. Also, uh, on uh, June the 5th, uh, Rick Groover, missionary, is going to be here with us. And God's doing great things through uh, Global Impact Ministries, and he's going to be here to share some of that. We will take up a love offering as well, so uh, that'll be June the 5th. And, and uh, then remember, our, our youth, our students, will be going to Mobile, Alabama uh, coming up June 20th through the 25th. And um, so just remember these uh, special times in life of our church that will be coming up. Again, I just you know I encourage you to come to Sunday school. Uh, John chapter 14, what a wonderful... A passage of scripture uh, you know that Jesus comforts his disciples and also we find comfort in and the help that we find from the Lord and we know this world's not our home and he's currently preparing a place and he says where I am you will be also praise God for that and so I encourage you uh, the, the website has uh, the the sheet for the, the guide for this coming Sunday so if you want to check that out and you can even use that as a devotional as well and so um, love to see you Sunday morning in Sunday school and and hope you'll take advantage of that uh, devotional guide that's that's on the website. You'll find that there in the info section, and uh, it'll be under the Follow Jesus guide. Uh, you'll you'll find that. Or we have some here. Have hard copies here, room two hundred one. Those of you that are here, you're welcome to go grab those. So, uh, any other prayer requests tonight? I don't want to check online again. Don't see any up any updates. So, any others? All right. Well, let's close in prayer. Let's join our hearts together as we pray and uh, looking forward to uh, uh, this coming Lord's Day as well. Looking forward to the, the singing and the preaching. And um, as I mentioned, Sunday school is going to be great. And I'll be uh, in Ephesians uh, chapter uh, 2 as well. Uh, we're going to continue 
uh, the next passage of scripture after what we looked at this past Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, God, it's a privilege and a joy to know you and to call on your name. And we give you praise, Lord, because you alone are worthy. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. And thank you, God, that we can look to you. God will find grace and strength to help in our time of need, your word says. And Lord, I just ask that you would be with the many names on our prayer list, those that were called, those that weren't, and especially the unspoken request. God, we call on your name and we ask for your help and for your strength. We look to you, Lord. There's nobody else or nothing else that we can look to that will provide the help and strength, Lord, that you can. But Lord, we've got to trust you. We've got to obey you. And I pray that we'd be willing to do that. And, and it could be tonight, Lord, that, that maybe there's been a series of, of times in our life, God, where we've not been obedient as we should and we've kind of backslidden on you. Help us, Lord, to return to our first love. Help us, God, to go back to those times, Lord, when we failed you. And, Lord, to repent and ask forgiveness, Lord. And, God, I pray that we'll have our lampstands uh, brightly shining, Lord, representing you in a dark world. Lord, that we'd be effective witnesses for you. And, Lord, I pray for, uh, for our, our shut-in. I pray for those, Lord, that are in nursing homes. We lift them up to you and ask, God, that you would bless and Lord, I just pray for this coming Lord's Day. I pray that you will guide and speak to hearts. And Lord, that your work would be accomplished. And Lord, that we would be better for it and that you would be glorified. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you and God bless. Looking forward to this.